When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, I'm doing great. Another season in the books. Uh, the last season in the books. The book is closed. Wait. Oh, no. Up. You're never going to be able to say that again. <laughs> Except for our we'll other shows that we're gonna, yeah. yeah. So, but the book is closed, um, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Sometimes when you read a really, really good book and it's over, then you have to move on to a next book. <laughs> That's a- wow! Yeah. How profound! <laughs> call me- when you finish a book, you have to read another book. Yeah, <laughs> call me Joey Potter. I am a literary genius. There you go. Um, we finished our sixth and final season. It's kind of wild. Yeah. Uh, I still can't believe we're finished with the show. But of course, the podcast must go on. We're not done podcasting about Dawson's Creek yet. We still have a couple things up our sleeves. And including, obviously, the season six wrap up. We didn't. We weren't going to skip this just to jump to the series wrap up. Because season six even if it's not the best season, still deserves its own little podcast about the season itself. It feels like, Sarah, we started the season so long ago. Yes. Yes. It, that... Do you know when we started? Can I tell you what month we started it in? <laughs> it's going to blow my mind. But yeah, of course, let's go. It was the end of March. So it took us more than six seasons. No. <laughs> it, <laughs> more than six months to finish this season. Just about six months. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean... 
it's a long season. I mean, every season is long, right? Like it's, but I mean, it's, this is, this is pretty much the pace that we usually go at. It's not like we were like lazy or anything. This is, and we had to go through summer where vacations and other things happen, you know? Um, yeah. It felt like yeah. that long. I was looking at the episodes from the beginning of the season and it was, I was like, this happened this season. This happened this season. Uh, yeah. for, for example, I mean, the Todd stuff, though Dawson was on a movie mm-hmm. this season, that feels like a thousand years ago. The Natasha stuff, that feels like nine years ago. I can't believe it. Uh, but it was all this season. It was a long season, 24 episodes. That's pretty yeah. hefty. Uh, even if the last two episodes are considered a set. That's just still a very hefty season, 24 episodes. Yeah, it's the 90s, baby. And I don't I don't know if I'm going to say a lot happened this season, but things did happen. No, definitely things happened. I personally feel like, I mean, and we'll get into it when we talk about, like, where this season lands for us overall across the whole series. But this feels like a season of high highs and low lows for me. And then, like, a whole bunch of meh in the middle. I think, like, when you look at the beginning of the season of Dawson and Joey sleep together, right? That is, like, the headline of the beginning of season six. And then we kind of bookend it with, obviously, this jump in time forward and wrapping up everyone's stories. We have a little Kmart situation in the middle. You know, like, there are some high highs in this season. But ultimately, it's certainly not one of my favorites. I feel like we're really dragging our feet i think in this season in terms of like all of the characters and who they're going to end up with it felt it felt a lot like we were just kind of throwing them with random other people just to get through 10 or 15 episodes to ultimately be like no but it's always been about this triangle you know it's always been about yeah. joey dawson and pc yeah exactly i think that ultimately that's what the show is about i think it's interesting that's really just like the joey potter story but i think that's why in the very beginning i had this like confusion if michelle williams would be in the entire series because um as a person that's never watched dawson's creek i just thought of the threesome Mm -hmm. and i think that that's why because ultimately the show is about Dawson, Joey, and Pacey and their love triangle. I think that there's, I mean, we've talked about it a lot. I think that the characters surrounding the three main Creek Creeps are probably more interesting characters most of the time. But mm-hmm. that, so is life. So is life. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why um, people like the fucking Weasley twins and Tonk over Harry, Hermione, and Ron. <laughs> Right. Wow, what a pull. Uh, no, but you're seriously, right. but seriously, no, they pull right. like they, they're like serious black and Remus Lupin. Like those are my favorite characters. It's like, but just it's they're never there the for, main character. Yeah, yeah. It's, except for me, who is like you're a main character bitch. I'm a main character girly because yeah. we wouldn't be here without Dawson. There yeah. would be no creek if not for Dawson. This is true. Um, so as is the case with all of these season wrap-ups, we're going to do some character breakdowns, kind of talk through each character's story. Obviously, we'll talk a little bit about like where they ultimately end up. Uh, then we're going to rank the characters, give out some MVPs and LVPs, talk about our favorite episodes and our least favorite episodes, talk about the results of the draft. And then we have to also talk about Sarah's 
predictions that she made for season six before we even started it and how accurate she was. And then, of course, talking about where this season ultimately lands for each of us in our overall season rankings. So we've got Mm -hmm. a lot to get to. Um, As a reminder, next week, we're going to be doing a series wrap up. So probably when we talk about the characters and where they end up, that'll probably mostly fall to to next episode because we're going to talk about like the whole character arcs and everyone's journeys. Um, And then we're going to be doing some other podcasts in terms of, you know, we got to talk top, top episodes, bottom episodes, because this is, it, this is Dawson's Creek and it's high highs and low lows sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. There's a lot of episodes. So uh, let's get into some of our character breakdowns here. We got to start with the man, the myth, the legend, our titular character, Dawson, who starts off the season having been working with Todd over the summer. He has not talked to Joey at all. And like the first time they see each other again, they sleep together. So this is like a big deal. But Sarah, the big thing with Dawson is, oh, turns out he has a girlfriend in LA that he didn't tell Joey about. Joey gets really upset, rightfully so. And he goes back to California. We -hmm. talked a lot about how Dawson and James Vanderbeek didn't really want to be on the show as much. And so he really, he wasn't in, even when he was in the episodes, it never felt like they were Dawson episodes. You know, I feel like Joey really took that place this season, especially. Yeah, but there's times where I really appreciated Dawson and kind of his full story because he chose a path that was different from what he was expected to do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he had the dream of going to film school in California and working on student films, but he followed his own path in season five and stuck with it. I know that there was like a bit of time where he was like, I don't even want to do this anymore, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But once he started working with Todd, he really kind of got his big break in the sense of, I mean, the film industry, like so many other industries, is all about networking and who you know. Mm-hmm. And him being connected with Todd and that um that female producer that's like in all the uh exact yes. episodes i yeah. have no idea who she is but she was the one that mistook um dawson for an actual writer yes um you know she he really got connected and then ultimately once todd left the the film i forget what the film was called it was like the night nights of horror or something who knows uh, I, I saw it earlier, the name, maybe I can pick it up. But once he left that, he really was, um, I mean, he, he he got to direct the rest of the film. And yes, it was a flop. Yeah. But it was something. And then ultimately, he decided to start writing again. He got into a little bit of a funk. But then, of course, Joey saved the day. Oh, as and- always, as is the case, as usually happens with Dawson. Yeah. Joey comes in and basically gets everything turned around for him because he gets in his little Dawson funk. Of course. I feel like, what do we, how do we ultimately feel about Natasha and his relationship with Natasha? Because it is like very much an on again, off again type of thing with Natasha. I feel like the entire thing feels a bit like a fever dream. Like why was Natasha interested in Dawson when he, she's like an actress and he's a PA and she's like, right. Well, it's also like I'm turning pretty sure Dawson is the one who says, right, like she's like the best sex he ever had or something like that. They ultimately break up because they realize they're not really in love and they want different things. Like Dawson is a monogamous guy and Natasha's like, mm, not really my thing. I kind of want to do whatever I want. Yeah. Um, and I do think, interestingly enough, someone that we haven't 
we've talked about a lot because he's there a lot, but we haven't really talked about in terms of Dawson's growth and his overall story arc is Todd and how important he is to Dawson's story. It's kind yeah. of ridiculous. I never would have guessed that Todd would have been as important as he turned out to be. I do too. So let's start with Natasha. I actually think I really like the Natasha storylines. I thought that she was an interesting character. And I think it does make sense for me that Natasha would take a liking to Dawson. She He was probably one of the only ones on set that was her age. Um, mm. He was around a lot. He's a good looking guy. Probably easy to... Uh, you know, not manipulate, but like he's a little malleable, right? Like for sure, for sure. He he's a a young chap that probably like she was would be like, I need you to hit this spot, mm-hmm. and like he's like probably a good listener in the bedroom. Definitely, be I think I think so. He's a yeah. learner. So I think that they probably did have really good sex, and I I like the storyline. Yes, at times I felt like Dawson felt, especially because he didn't communicate with Joey very clearly he felt a little slimy but you know what Dawson and Joey they were never able to get on the same page at the same time so no love lost there and then I think that Dawson like needed a interesting love relationship that was not the incestuous creep creeps like I thought it was interesting for him to find somebody um outside of the normal Jen and Joey and I honestly think that it was more interesting than if he got involved with Audrey for example like that's not how we we don't have to check off every single box and do every sort of configuration like I was (laughs) listening to um Penn Badgley's podcast and he was talking about like you know Gossip Girl was like every sort of witch combination you yeah. could possibly have. Teen and... dramas love to do that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. So I I liked the Natasha storylines. I mean, she wasn't my like favorite character, and she felt definitely separated from the rest. Obviously, mm-hmm. she was in Merry Mayhem, but felt separated from the rest. Yeah. Um. In terms of Todd, yeah, Todd, we met. Todd first in season five and I didn't think that he was going to be such a pivotal person so much so that he was you know in the very second to last episode like the Mm -hmm. fake finale and I thought that he was I think once again it's really the film industry from what I've gathered it's about who you know and the connections that you make and a lot of the times there are these mentor relationships And I think it was nice for Dawson to learn under somebody. And there was moments where it really did feel like full circle because it reminded me of Dawson's first day at the internship and how much he sucked. But, uh, (laughs) but like he made the the same sort of speech, kind of like how Pacey did at Numbers Incorporated. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I really liked it. I think like other things that I really enjoyed with Dawson this season is his connection with audrey going to audrey's rehab being a person to be like you know you're still part of us like you don't have to feel bad i thought that really worked um obviously there's the whole fight at the end between dawson and pacey which was really interesting when dawson left or or where when dawson's money got lost yeah i think i think this is really fascinating that like 
90% of Dawson's storyline this season is very far removed from like the rest of the group. Yeah. But ultimately, of course, it has to come back to the love triangle, right? And mm-hmm. like Dawson versus Pacey, because that's the way it's been since like season three. They're like, we can't give this up. We have to lean all the way in towards the end. Um, and yeah, I think I I don't mind the way they ended things with Dawson and Pacey. And obviously, I really I enjoyed the Dawson and Joey ending of, you know, they are, quote unquote, like best friend soulmates or whatever you want to say. You know, they're still always going to be there for each other. But love is not in the cards for them. Um, I think it's really silly and ridiculous and so, so, so meta that he's now made the same film like 17 times. I hate he just that. can't get over it. Yeah, I actually hate that. And I just can't wait until HBO comes out with like a Creek Days After Dark version. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's never going to end. And it's kind of annoying. I mean, his inspiration is um, Spielberg. But Spielberg has made like Hook E.T. Jaws like so many different types of films and like all he can do is write the same story or do the same story over and over again I wish that he was able to not but whatever it's fine I really do appreciate that ultimately Dawson's love in life is filmmaking that has been something that I've been like saying for a long time Mm -hmm. and I'm really really satisfied with that like not everybody has to find the love of their lives by 25 it's just like not very realistic I certainly did not at 25 so uh I think that I think it was a good showing for Dawson and I think that he had like compelling content when he chose to come onto the show which was not that often right he very to me he feels just so separated from the the rest of the group in a way because he's in LA because he's on like a whole different coast. He has a whole different storyline. He wasn't interacting with the rest of the Creek creeps as much this season. That being said, I do think it helped him in a way to get like this separate storyline. And ultimately I'm really happy with where we landed with Dawson as a character. And we'll kind of talk about that a little bit more probably next podcast. Yeah. Um, But let's, let's move on to Joey who feels like, more of the titular character this season she gets probably the most content i would say if we're like i didn't obviously calculate the screen time but it feels like she probably got the most screen time yeah um and obviously we already talked a little bit about joey and dawson kind of sleeping together in the very beginning and then things end with them and um you know she ultimately ends up with in this uh in this relationship with eddie who In my opinion, for all of the back and forth we get with Eddie of like, they're together. Nope. Now they're, it takes forever for them to get together. And then when they actually do to get together, then he leaves her. Oh, no, he's back. And then he like leaves her again. It's like, what are we doing here? To me, it felt like the show was treading water because they knew they wanted Joey to end up with Pacey, but they couldn't do it until the finale. So it really, especially the Kmart episode, Castaways, felt like one big tease where they were like, oh, we're going to get them together, but not really because then we're going to split them up again just so that we can get them back together at the end. And I was, I got a little frustrated with that. Um, I don't know. Joey's storyline for me, like I don't care about Harley. I don't care about Joey chaperoning Harley. I don't, I'm like, why is Joey still taking classes with Hudson? I don't understand any of that. Joey's storylines really didn't work well for me up until like the very end like it took all season for me to be on board with Joey 
And it's just like, come on. You know what I mean? Like, and even then in the finale, they cut out some really essential Joey content in the, in the edited version. So overall, like Joey's story for me doesn't particularly work super well, just because Sarah, I feel like it was so obvious to pretty much everyone that the show was like, we're going to leave her with Eddie for a little bit, just because we don't want to get her together with Pacey or Dawson, like too early in the season. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But I also think it makes a lot of sense for Joey to have a serious relationship with somebody that's not Pacey or Dawson. Mm -hmm. So I think that the Eddie stuff was really interesting besides the fact that they were just ultimately really not a good couple for one another. Um, But that's okay, too, because sometimes when you're in your early 20s, you date people that are really not great for you. And I think that it's okay because... I don't know, like, I mean, Eddie was fine. It was just that he really, like, poked at some serious wounds from her, like the abandonment issues from her father. So I think that it was interesting. I I mean, it was very satisfying at the Dr. Drew episode where they did bring that up. They didn't really go into it, but they did bring it up. So at least the show had, like, recognized that – that was something there that I think that was important for Joey's character. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was kind of a mess, like, but she's been kind of a mess. I mean, we start the season off by her sleeping with Dawson, which is a long time coming. Then we have to <laughs> have her send out that email to every single person. I in the loved university. that. Loved that moment. That was so funny. Uh, yeah. Funny. It just feels like, she spends so much of every season like fixing these people up right like fixing Mm -hmm. eddie and trying to like get him into that school and like then she's babysitting freaking harley who doesn't even need a babysitter and then she's fixing up dawson and his film and his woes and it's just like gosh joey just like focus on your own shit and then she's driving audrey to freaking rehab you know what i mean like i also feel like we didn't get a ton of audrey and um and joey content which was no. a little disappointing. Like I, well, you know, I thought I, I think, really liked their friendship in season five. And I feel like yeah. that we kind of missed a little bit of that in this season. Yeah, that's very true. Obviously, I think that her best showing is the most amazing episode of all time castaways. I think that we're probably going to talk so much about this in this episode of Shit Any Shows Taught Me. But mm-hmm. Castaways is probably like the it's definitely the best episode of the season, not to oh, spoil well, our own rankings. Yeah, I mean, I would say that and the finale are, like, top contenders. But certainly I think Castaways sure. is probably the best when you're looking sure. at, like, it's not a finale, you know? Yeah, and I really loved Joey. It, like, okay, so we've made a lot of fun about Katie Holmes and Joey about being, like, the least sexy person. But <laughs> I will say that she was very sexual in Castaways. Mm-hmm. I could be sexual too, Kmart. yeah she showed it (laughs) and i really enjoyed that like sensual side of her and Mm -hmm. the light side of her and yeah pacey brings out like a softness in joey that does not exist in uh, with anybody else i don't think a lot of fun yeah that's why we love pacey and joey together they really really work um and then ultimately i know that she got a lot of credit for motivating dawson to make his film and keep on going And I think I also really liked her in the two-part season finale. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that 
Well, number one, I'm really, really happy that she did get to Paris and she kind of went on her own versus kind of like what Eddie was suggesting where she was like, come with me. We'll backpack together. Like, I love the idea of her going to Paris on her own, making it on her own. That was very satisfying. I like the fact that she ultimately did make a decision between Dawson and Joey um, sorry, Dawson and Pacey. And mm-hmm. I think that that was very satisfying. My biggest complaint has been and always will be as much as Pacey has always made these big grand gestures. I just wish that she did something a little bit more to declare her love for Pacey and her admiration. Yeah. That's my only complaint, but I don't know if we we're ever going to get that. I think that she's very... It's not, it's it's just not her in her character. Not everybody is like aiming to make big romantic gestures. It's totally mm-hmm. Pacey's prerogative. He loves to do it. That's one of his favorite things in the world is to make a grand romantic gesture. Yeah. But not everybody's like that. She's more subtle. She's a little bit more shy in showing her love. Um, mm-hmm. And ultimately what matters is that she made a choice and she made a choice in Pacey. And I think that once again, when... Dawson and Pacey had that fight I think it was really really obvious that like she followed Pacey in that moment and supported Pacey so um ultimately I think that I would have really enjoyed less Hudson and Harley time and more character development in terms of like Joey's passions if she really really wanted to become a book editor which I do think is like a good job for her i kind yeah. of wish that you know i saw a little bit more of that i wish that she kind of got back into art a little bit like i would have enjoyed maybe it wouldn't have been saucy but i think i would have enjoyed no but even like a okay we've we see her in this like new york apartment a few times right mm-hmm. and i feel like even a tiny teeny tiny scene or even like something passive like we see an easel in the background, like hinting yeah. that maybe she paints the New York City skyline, right? Like there are ways where they could have hinted at the fact that she's still interested in art without making it her profession. Yeah. They could have had something because we talked about how both in the in the beginning of the finale when she's there with like her then boyfriend and at the end when she's there with Pacey that it feels not like Joey at all. Like that place doesn't feel like Joey's place And I wish they would have personalized it more to Joey as a character. So it could have been something even very, very small like that, that they did just to like hint at it, not at it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Not, not Joey's best season. She does have moments, but certainly in my opinion, not the best season for Joey, Um, which I think she has in common with her next character, Pacey. (laughs) Um, Yeah. He's at Numbers Incorporated. Like, we start off the season with him coming back from his road trip to L.A. with Audrey. He starts working at Numbers Incorporated. He grows a goatee. He pretty much becomes, like, the man, you know? Like, he's a he's a 9-to-5 type of guy. He gets really, really into this new job. He really wants to succeed. Um, it's, I don't know. Like, this, to me, was one of the weaker parts of this season with, like, literally anything happening at Numbers Incorporated with Mm -hmm. Ronaldo. Just because I was so uninterested in it. The only thing that I thought was kind of fun about it was when we thought that he was going to get, like, busted by the cops, right? We thought, like, um, HBIC was, like, you know, she was some reporter. And it 
turned out she wasn't. And so I was kind of disappointed in that because I was like, gosh, this is not really that fun of a storyline. I understand where they ended up landing with it, where it's like Pacey needs to refine himself, which part of which happens in Castaways when Joey Joey shaves his goatee. He's like back to being Pacey again. Um, but I don't know that anything that happens with Pacey is that surprising this season, right? Like we all knew him and Audrey weren't going to last this season. It's like barely any time. It's six episodes in before they break up, which felt first of all crappy in the way that it happened um but also just like i don't know it just it didn't feel right that being said sarah i do think eventually they figure out they find their way back to who pacey originally was in the beginning of the series or maybe not season one pacey but like season two pacey they find their way back to him with like all his proclamations of love to joey right like you said before joey's never the one making these like leaps of faith that Pacey does and I love that he does that and it's really nice when he does that you know but I think we wasted so much time at Numbers Incorporated and all ultimately for him to end up being a chef which does happen in real life like you do spend I'm not gonna say waste but like spend time in a career or profession that you you ultimately switch from you know that's normal these days to do that but it just felt like I don't give a shit about Numbers Incorporated literally anytime we're there, you know? Yeah. For me, I think that it worked a little bit better than you thought because, I mean, probably, truthfully, uh, the the amount of gags and, like, fuckery that you and I had to do <laughs> with the business yeah. itself, I found, like, pretty enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever we did, you and I switched to talking about a Numbers Incorporated scene with their graphs and their <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's, there, once again, they're just, like, the fuckery. It was a lot of fun to talk about. And I thought that, like, although Ronaldo was a douchebag, I thought that talking about him and Pacey's dynamic was really uh, fun to discuss. So I think that for us, it gave us a little bit of wiggle room just to be silly, uh, which I love. Uh, In terms of Pacey's growth this season, I think that, like, once again, it's, like, really interesting. Like, I think that he felt a need to prove himself to Joey to be, I have my shit put together and I can be, like, an established person too. And Mm -hmm. I thought it was also interesting that he found a path to success away from university and college kind of just like Dawson as a different sort of way but ultimately yeah. like it didn't feel like it was himself like he felt like a corporate sellout and he ultimately well he got let go or well no he got fired after like <laughs> exploding yeah. and sparking up all the computers at Numbers Incorporated and fighting Ronaldo and I think like once again we like revert to like Pacey thinking that he's a fuck up but ultimately he finds himself he reopens the ice house and he it feels good like I think that ultimately my preference would have been for him to get back into the boating industry Uh, but everybody knows how biased and obsessed I am with true love so maybe Mm -hmm. that's just like a me problem Um, and I, I I think that his relationship with Audrey was interesting. I think that like his continuation of kind of being a 
man of the town of sorts <laughs> yeah uh was interesting it just feels very pacey to be honest with you an adult version of pacey yeah um could have left the emma shit like i i never really thought that like i was that interested in emma anyway and her main uh emma's main relationships were with joey pacey and audrey and i really could do without any of that so whatever i don't really mm-hmm. care about audrey and jack of course because jack was friends with her too um yeah. but i i think that like i'm really pleased where pacey ended up i think that his family dynamic stuff was really interesting yeah was the it- father his father having a heart attack was like a big i appreciated that storyline because it really did bring back all of family's or pacey's familial issues that they've touched on across the series yep so I did appreciate that. And then, of course, brings back Dougie into play. You know what I mean? That kind of brings it all back, which makes a lot of sense. Of course, we also, like, bring back in the Dawson issues and all of that as well. But all of that made sense to me to wrap up Pacey's storyline. I feel like of all of the characters, Pacey's story gets wrapped up probably the best. Um, yeah. You know? And I, But I do agree with you in terms of the whole, like, boating true love situation – I feel very similarly to what I said about Joey. Like we could have had a reference to a boat that he owns in the five years later with him and Joey, right? Like he lives in New York. Like he could have some boat. Like he, if he's that successful that he owns a restaurant in New York, he could own a boat. You know, he could have like the true love sign up in their apartment in New York. Like there could be references to the boat that weren't made. That feels like that was really important. Like scenes in three and four where he goes on that boat trip and he's really obsessed with fixing up true love. Like that's really integral to the character of Pacey. In my opinion, it's a very important moment in the series. And with how meta the entire finale was, it felt like it was a little bit, that one thing was missed, you know? Yeah. And it's something that I, I just really loved about Pacey. And I agree. I felt like it was extremely important. Um, Why couldn't, do you know the show above deck? Uh, I know below deck, below deck, whatever. It's oh, like, I've never deck. seen it. Actually, funnily enough, shout out to our friend Brenna, who was like uh, telling me about it because I was like, sometimes I just need mindless reality television to put on the background, like while I'm working yeah. or I'm just doing whatever. And mm-hmm. she was like, oh my God, there's a zillion season of below deck. You should watch. Yeah. So isn't below deck a little bit about um, boat hands and like, yes, private it's, chefs. Yeah. It's kind boat. of, yeah. It's kind of like, um, What's the show that we both love? Not The Crown, but the other one um, where there's the upstairs and the downstairs people. Downton Abbey. Abbey. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that, but with yachts. Yes. I can see Pacey definitely being a private chef for like some rich bitches. Ooh, either in the city or on a yacht, really. A hundred percent. I could totally see that. And it just feels like, I know we harp on this so much about like the boats and stuff, but that was a huge part of Pacey's life that it just feels like they decided to leave out at the end yeah. um, when they could have done something with it. Yeah. I can't let it go. I mean, it's just, we never will let things. it go. Just like which Island. I'll never let it go. Never. Let it go. Never. Um, yeah, I speaking love of which Island, let's mm. pivot to Jen. <laughs> just a couple of young kids practicing witchcraft. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jen's story, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I mean, we we joke and we talk all the time about how Jen gets the shittiest storylines. They treat her so terribly. I don't think this season is an exception where the entire season she's like back and forth with CJ, who is such a fucking douchebag. And then Grams gets cancer, which is awful enough in and of itself. And then on top of that, like at the very end, Jack and Jen move to New York. 
and then Jen dies in the finale. So like I mean, she gets I pregnant do... and dies just like the dad from Freaks and Geeks always oh said. Oh my god, yes, she gets pregnant and dies. And dies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> baby Amy kind of really fucked everything up, but not really. Baby um, Amy is, yeah. But it's I do think like while all pretty much everything from the most of the season beyond the finale didn't really work for me. I did appreciate that, like, the reason the whole group is together in the finale and gets back together and comes back to Capeside is to rally for Jen. So, like, yes, she gets fucked because she dies, but it feels like at least she has an important role in that versus all the other bullshit feels so unimportant. And on top of that, how many times did we scream, why has Jen not told Jack about Grams? Like, Right. Why didn't she confide in a single character? That Can you imagine how powerful that scene could have been? And they didn't give it to us. And it was just repeatedly disappointing. Well, she didn't tell Jack about her own illness as well. I know! Which, again, I mean, I guess they, they could have grown apart a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'll go, although he is Amy's godfather. So I don't know. I don't, I was just, repeatedly, I'm just, like, disappointed with what they do for Jen. Considering the fact that Michelle Williams is one of the more talented people on this cast and has mm-hmm. gone on to like great success. Well, We've seen her in her in good scenes. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. she has good moments, they're incredible and very powerful. So it just felt like, why are we not giving her more? Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that it is I, I just like found a uh, a, a leading headline that says Michelle Williams feel felt insecure about her, insecure about her lack of screen time. Uh, uh, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a question. Do you believe in reincarnation? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Well, let's say that you did believe in reincarnation. Okay, I do. I if I was do. Jen Lindley and had this shitty ass life, I too would want to die so I can come back in a better position. <laughs> Maybe she just gets the shitty end of the stick yeah. in every season. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Williams reflected on a Dawson's Creek during uh, interview during June 2012. She explained she hadn't defined her acting career because of something that used to bother her on set. The now 40-year-old recalls filming the series as a teen and finding insecure about having so few lines. Mm-hmm. I felt at times I felt, what's not good enough about me? Am I doing something wrong? Flipping through the script, you're only in three pages. And, uh, oh, boy. And she had questions about that. This is a terribly written article. I'm like, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then James Vanderby says, you're going to be the luckiest of us all because you're going to be able to get out of the unencumbered. Uh, you're going to be less identified with this show, which is interesting. He says, you know what? You are not going to be shoehorned into being a dawson's creek alumni you i mean i guess that's to, fair and i mean i feel like it's true i she yeah. is a is she an oscar winner she is an oscar winner mm-hmm. i don't know if she's an oscar winner oh well, you just said Williams. is she and then you said she is like you had googled it but you did <laughs> look i'm answering my own questions so right. I, don't, I don't know what to say oh my god oh wait she's my half birthday buddy oh good fucking god with the half birthdays is she an oscar winner please is she <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> but, but she could be still stands that oh like... she is no oh she's my... not sarah <laughs> <laughs> 
She's a lying golden, I'm sorry. Listeners. She's, she's a Golden Globe winner. Oh, good God. Anyway, <laughs> the point is that, yeah, they really don't give her enough to do. And ultimately, though, I do appreciate in the finale that we do get really good Jen moments, specifically yeah. the moments with her and Grams and her and Jack. Like, all of those felt really well-earned and just really, really important and very emotional. I would say, like, the most emotional moments in the finale – are like with her and Grams and her and Jack. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I she was the star of the finale without a doubt. Like mm-hmm. if not her, then Jack. I really, really loved what they wound up doing with her um and Grams in those moments. And her and Jack, like those are the moments that made me so emotional just thinking about like how Grams and Jack is reacting to losing like the loves of their life in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, it's so depressing. But yeah, um, gosh, I mean, I don't love the fact that both Grams got sick and then uh, Jen got sick. I think that the Lindley family has been through enough. Yeah, leave Jen alone. Leave Jen alone. <laughs> And I I still have, like, a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth when I think of, like, the only thing that they can come up with for Jen is killing her off. Like, it just still makes me feel, like, a little bit of ick. But, once again, better than her not getting anything, I guess. I, I think that they really could have done more with Michelle Williams especially because she's such a great actress and i think that they could have done a lot more with jen but i think that they really like they got lost like if it wasn't they they did the same thing to andy they didn't know what to do with her so they wrote her off the show so i think that they just don't know what to do with these characters sometimes and um i'm trying to think besides the cj stuff what what did she have this season? Uh, nothing. I don't nothing. really think That's nothing. That's the thing. I, I know there were so many moments. Uh, to my memory, because again, this was six months of coverage. Um, we I remember repeatedly every single episode asking, where are Jen and Jack? Like that was a question we had so yeah. many times because they were just gone. They were lost and they didn't have a ton to do. Um, Jack being another character, like when we choose, when we talk about him, it's like Which okay, he had his relation. Yeah, yeah we, he had his relationship with David, but like literally, what else did he have going on? Like almost nothing. Uh yeah, but it's like careful what you wish for because the whole thing was that like both you and I really wanted Jack to have a relationship that was successful. Mm-hmm. And uh, say what you can, I do think that his relationship with David was successful. I enjoyed it. I think that they enjoy each other's company. Um, ultimately, I think it's kind of silly how they ended things, but. That's what happened. What I do wish is that instead of an entire season with David, we got half a season with him getting to know Dougie. That would have been Bellissima. Then I would have been very, very excited and supportive of the season finale showing a dos nope no a dougie and a jack relationship Mm -hmm. i would have no complaints if that was the case but it was it was a bunch of nothingness like they alluded to i've never even seen those two characters interact with each other and that that was the big problem and like it is because kevin williamson came back just for the finale and like he was like hey wouldn't this be cool so they it's not like they had and it yeah if they had done literally anything to set it up yes exactly it kind of just felt like a little bit like out of nowhere and we've Mm -hmm. talked about this in the last episode 
I really just hate the fact that it just seemed like Pacey was nagging his older brother for six seasons and just being a jackass. And then ultimately he was right. And then yeah. he gets the credit of like, oh, Pacey is just trying to encourage his brother to be himself. Like that's such bullshit. Like I really just think that he was just being a jackass younger brother. But yeah. this is about Jack. Uh, we're on the Jack story. Mm-hmm. I love Jack. I love Jack as a character. I think that he had like amazing moments throughout the series, like really important moments. I also think that I would love to get to know Jack in other capacities besides being the gay character and yeah. besides finding love interests and besides being Jen's best friend. I love the idea of knowing that he's into art. I think it's really interesting that he wound up being an en- English teacher and teaching the same books of poetry that got him um, emotionally uh, affected in high school. I think that's all interesting. I just, I like, I mean, what? Like, I want more. I want more. I want less. It, it makes me so mad to think how much time we spent with Hudson, Harley, and Harley's little boy toy when yes. we having like really important storylines with our main characters, our creep creeps. Instead, we get like so much fucking Harley content for no reason. Yeah, that's the thing. Again, like, they spent so much time on Joey storylines with like tertiary characters, it means we spent less time with Jen and Jack and Jack who feels like one of the most underdeveloped characters that we've had nearly the entire series at this point. You know what I mean? Like he missed season one and that was the shortest season. Exactly. Jack was introduced in season two. And yet I don't know that we can name more than like five things about him because the show just did not feel like investing the time and energy into him as a character. Well, and it, I don't know. I feel like they did a better job with Jack than, in my opinion, I think they did a better job with Jack than Andy, Audrey, and Jen. Like, I think that they did do work on him throughout the series, but it's still- It really fell like- off the last, like, two seasons. Like, he really just <laughs> felt like, and they felt like he was unimportant to the overall story. And while I was really happy to see him, like, thriving with David and everything, I felt like they did a really sloppy job of ending that relationship. And, of course, not every relationship is going to, like, tie up into a neat little bow, but it felt like suddenly they're just like, boop, they're done. That's it. We- we're done with them. Yeah, what I did enjoy, again, was his moments with Jen. I just think that the content in the series finale was really beautiful. The fact that he adopted Amy is just Mm -hmm. like, it really just warms my heart. And I feel as though his relationship with Jen has always been really, um, really lovely. His relationship with Grams and kind of, in a way, getting adopted into the Lindley family like they were like of course you're coming to New York with us of course you're going to be part of our family yeah uh, I mean if, uh, obviously I wish that he was told about Grams's illness and Jen's illness uh that feels a little grody but I I love the fact that he he found his family like yes Andy's still around but his parents are not in any in some sort of capacity or another. And I, I just really think that his relationships are really 
really sweet. I also can't like I, I think about like the moments with Emma where he was like really considering marrying her just so that she can stay in the country. Like, yeah, you know, I, I don't think that I would have hated that type of storyline just because it's like, I mean, Jack's great. Like he's the type of person that would do something like that, especially because in 2002, where uh, you know, uh, gay marriage was not legalized in America. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's not like I would have hated that storyline. Um, so I, I think that there's like a lot of stuff that really works with Jack, and I really don't mind a lot of it. Uh, and I just want, I just want more. I am hungry for more Jack content, mm-hmm. uh, as always. But yeah. So is life. Yeah. Uh, Audrey. Audrey had a really hard season. She was our mm-hmm. sacrifice to the creek. Yeah. Uh, every season there's a sacrifice, and this season was for yeah, Audrey. Sacrificed Audrey to Seacook. Um, <laughs> so we first see her coming back from LA. I think that her failure or her end of the relationship with Pacey really affected her because. Mm-hmm. I mean, she basically was told that she wasn't good enough, like not to her face. I, the way that happened was pretty unfortunate because yeah. he was just, do- uh, Pacey was just speaking to his friend Emma about how he was feeling, and Audrey just so happened to be right there. So, yeah, he was can about Pacey, but he didn't mean for Audrey to hear that. However, Audrey has big insecurities about not being loved and not feeling good enough and not feeling like a worthy person and that really just scratched that itch um of trauma for her and i think that it was one of the things that really sent her into a spiral yeah it's interesting because pacey and audrey just feel so linked in a way where they they are similar right where like no one ever expects anything of them. They were put down by their family a lot. And so they, as a result, they have a lot of insecurities about that stuff. And Audrey deals with it by drinking, um, which obviously doesn't end up being very healthy for her. She like, she sleeps with CJ. That's a whole thing. And then she like at Christmas in one of the best scenes, she just like drives Pacey's BMW in the Dawson's house mm-hmm. um, after she calls out everyone in like a very Dawson birthday drunken shenanigan stunt. Yes. Um, uh, she like messes up with the band. She gets super drunk and like trashes the bar. And then she does this whole like uh, LA escapade with Joey, Eddie and freaking Bob, Seth Rogen. <laughs> Um, oh and how about all the times where she hung out with jack osborne her best friend so ridiculous why did we need jack osborne on the show we didn't is the answer um but yeah she like she goes to rehab we i feel like this episode or this excuse me this season didn't have a ton of audrey like at least it's not as much as season five did which i missed again i missed like the joey and audrey relationship because it felt like joey was so preoccupied with eddie and all of that stuff that we got much less of joey and audrey together um ultimately audrey ends things on like a pretty high note but it's really upsetting that we don't get her in the finale like why you spe- why is it upsetting or why did they not no, have her? why did they not include her i don't know it's so strange like obviously we get a shout out to like oh she's touring with john mayer and she's like some singer now which okay whatever but it just felt like 
she's close to Jen too. And I felt like they did a good job, at least in season five, kind of building that up. I wish because now, now that we know that like Michelle Williams and busy Phillips are like really tight in real life. I wish they had spent more time because we always talked about how we wish Jen and Joey got along better and how they had a good friendly relationship. And Jen and Audrey always seem to get along well. So it was kind of disappointing to me that they didn't explore that more than like, again, Hudson and freaking Harley that we didn't even need on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love Audrey doing the love lines, uh, like hosting. I thought I was that was really fun. I was going to say yeah. that too. I thought that that was a really great episode for her. When Audrey's fun and light, which she normally is, she's great. But um, girlies will sometimes get into a little bit of a depression funk and we, we can't get out of it. I see myself in her a lot. I think that there's times where I'm great and there's times where I just am in my head and I'm a little terror. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully I've never gotten a substance addiction issue, but, um, I mean, it happens. I think that clean and sober, the episode where Dawson visits her in rehab was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing her in that capacity and then her having like fun with Dawson in the rehab class. Yes. Maybe it was like a little like naughty and like, you probably shouldn't be doing that and take it seriously, but She's fun. She's fun. fun. She's light. Um, I think that, you know, I, 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 I like her. I love Audrey as a character. I think that she's really great and everybody else had to be sacrificed at one point. And it was just, it was her turn last uh, season. It was Jack. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. She did not have a great, a great season. And like we said, like just, it ends with her not even really being around, which is also just really shitty. It's unfortunate. I really did not like that about the finale yeah. that she was left out. I think that everybody that was a main character should have been in the series finale. Yes, yeah. she was in the fake season fina- series finale, but that wasn't enough. So wasn't enough. Um, yeah. And so I let's go ahead. Sorry. I mean, I just like that. She ended up being in some sort of entertainment and like business, like whether it be like singing or, you know, I guess she wasn't an actress, but we saw her host. We saw her act. We saw her sing. Mm -hmm. So it's satisfying that she's in the entertainment business. Definitely. Um, Let's briefly touch on Grams um, because we thought she was going to spend the season like with Clifton, like getting married to Clifton. No, they mm-hmm. break up very quickly. Graham's dates freaking CJ's uncle Bob or Bill or whatever the fuck for a while. Mm-hmm. But the biggest like storyline for her is obviously her getting sick and not wanting anyone to know. And then like only wanting Jen to know ultimately uh, making up with her daughter and ending up back in New York for treatment. Um, and then I obviously think like the biggest moment for her is in the series finale with with Jen um so she had a bit of a quieter season obviously she's like the one adult that I would say even qualifies to be talked about in these like character breakdowns I agree yeah um but yeah I was really disappointed that we didn't I thought her and Clifton were like a really fun great couple and so I, I was really disappointed when like suddenly she's with freaking stupid Bill who sucks um, yeah well i mean the thing is is that grams is anti-semitic and she hates jewish people yeah but, it's really no. unfortunate for all of us <laughs> yeah, it's, very, it's very unfortunate i mean i i don't really get it i don't understand why they broke up i think that sometimes they make really weird decisions on this show i think mary beth peel is is an absolute talent and i think that um 
gosh i mean i think i will never forget one of her final lines like i'll see you soon child soon. oh so oh my god so it brutal. destroyed me and mm-hmm. i it's just like it's just i'm going to hang on to that a lot and i think that i just like think that like the subtle i mean this she's an actress in theater i'm pretty sure i think that we've heard from our listeners that she's like a theater actress and just the subtlety of the five-year difference of uh from the episode 22 to episode 24 where it's very subtle but she's just like worn and older and like is Mm -hmm. coming to the end of her own life Mm -hmm. i thought it was a really beautiful depiction and i think that like her love for her granddaughter and and her family really is really beautiful and i really enjoy the fact that she had like a complete 180 in character development and you started off the series with it being really really rough but i honestly think that grams and jen made each other stronger and better and like better people ultimately Mm -hmm. and i think it's just very fulfilling that we got to see that from start to finish yeah um I think that I really hate the Uncle Bill storylines. I think that it's really fucking dumb. I think anything associated with CJ is really fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would have very much preferred Big Dick Cliff to be in the entire yeah. series. But what are we, what are we gonna do? I guess yeah. like I I, I, I I guess it is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's all worth it for that. Ooh, that one scene at the end of the series that mm-hmm. hurt me but what, what whatever it's, yeah it's fine uh is there anybody else that is a main character that we want to touch on for our character i don't i don't think so i don't I think, think so i think that's everyone we don't care about uh gail we've never cared she's barely even in this season she for you gail it. you're married aren't you Good happy you. yeah yeah uh, why don't you wash your daughter's eyebrows and call it a day? Oh my god! All right, <laughs> I, can't, I can't get over it. <laughs> Let's take a quick ad break and then we'll come back to talk about the rankings and everything else we have to talk about here. We'll be right back. Hey, Sarah, I know you've been really into reading lately, and you've gotten me into it as well. Yeah, well, you know what? Book of the month made it really easy because book of the month offers just a few new selections every month, saving readers the hassle of figuring out what to read. One of the biggest deterrents for me is that like when I go to the library, there's like thousands and thousands of books. And I'm like, I I, I get I don't even know what to pick. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. They focus on new and emerging authors, which means these are books that we probably wouldn't have found out about otherwise, which is super nice. Yeah. And we also, um, I love having a really aesthetic bookshelf and the, the books that we got, it was like beautiful, high quality hardcover books plus free shipping, which came really quickly. Love free shipping. Uh, you and I both chose The Return of Ellie Black by Amiko Jean, which is a thriller about a missing girl. And I honestly, I really, I really couldn't put it down. I think I read it in about a 48 hour time period. It had twists, it had turns, kept me guessing the entire way through up until the very last page. So tell me what you liked about the book then. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was, 
it was really good. And I'm excited to dive into the other book that I have. Um, but the great thing is, Sarah, is that listeners can sign up for Book of the Month to discover new emerging authors by going to bookofthemonth.com and using code PEDALS for just $5. Wow. What a deal. Check out Book of the Month Club for all of your reading needs. Yeah, seriously. Every month you could get a new group of books that you just, you know, fall in love with. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS for just $5 and enjoy reading. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we are back. Let's rank the Creek Creeps this season. So obviously we're we're just ranking everyone we just talked about minus Grams. Um, I have to say, I feel like this was the hardest character rankings for me of all the seasons. And it's because no one person, in my opinion, stood out as like, wow, their character arc was freaking fabulous this season. I feel like yeah. everyone's character arc had pretty big flaws. So when I say this character ranking, it's with the caveat that, like, I don't think any of them had a really great season. <laughs> um, yes. So that being said, I'll go through mine first. Uh, I'll go from bottom to top. So at the very bottom, I put Joey. Reason being, I feel like we wasted so much time on Hetson and Harley, plus all of the nonsense freaking Eddie stuff just, like, ticked me off so much of the time that Joey's storyline just didn't work for me. Um, I feel like it's the opposite of some of these other characters where like Jack and Jen got barely any airtime. Joey got so much airtime that so much of it was just wasteful. Um, yeah. So I put her in last. I put Jen right above her because beyond the season finale, the series finale, Jen really didn't have any really good storylines. I got, I was so sick and tired of the CJ storyline from the minute it started. And I didn't think that they did a good job with hardly any of the odd Jen stuff. So Keep in mind that when I, these are, these are character rankings based on what like the writers chose to do. You know what I mean? Like I love Jen, but I feel like they just gave her such shit this season. Um, above her, I put Audrey because I really loved Audrey's times in rehab that we saw her and I loved her driving into Dawson's house. But beyond that, it was a really tragic season for Audrey. Like it wasn't really fun stuff that we got like in season five we got with Audrey. So while she's not at the bottom because she did have those like glimmers of fun moments, overall, she didn't have a ton to do this season that wasn't like, let's shit on Audrey all season long. Um, yeah. And third place, I put Jack because while we got what we wanted in like a stable relationship with David, it was like, where the fuck is Jack half the time? We barely got to see him. So when I liked what I saw when we saw him, it was like we barely got to see him. And I also really hated the story of the professor that, like, hit on him and all that other nonsense. Was that was, this season? That was this season. <laughs> and it was trash. Okay. It was the very beginning of the season, so I can understand you not remembering. It was trash. Um, in second place, I put Dawson because I did appreciate the fact that they separated him from the Creek Creeps. He got his own storyline and it was based on film and he ended up like with his one true love film, but enough of Creek days, Dawson, like seriously, we've made this movie three times now we're done. Make something else, you know, be a little bit more creative. 
Uh, and then at first I put Pacey. And even though I hated Numbers Incorporated, I do think ultimately they found their way back to the Pacey of older seasons. And it took a little bit. By the back half of the season, Pacey was Pacey again. And I appreciated that. And again, his storyline is not perfect. Everyone's is far from perfect. But overall, yeah. I would say I was the most pleased with his storyline, despite the fact that Numbers Incorporated fucking sucks so much. And I get, I think it's also partially, Sarah, to what you said earlier of like, we had so much fun trashing on Numbers Incorporated that I think in my head, it's like a little bit funnier than it actually was because we yeah. enjoyed trashing it so much. Totally. Uh, such good rankings. I, I like it's, it's, you're totally right. This is probably the hardest rankings I've ever had because everything I'm going to say comes with a, but so I'm going to put Jen at the bottom, uh, because I just feel like she had really nothing. I really hated the CJ stuff. Um, I, 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 I really did not enjoy spending time with her this season, but she did such a good job in the series finale. So it's, it's fair, like, yeah. and then I think I'm going to put Jack down there because the same stuff, like, doesn't really have that much to go with. I think that his main stuff was with David, um, but <laughs> I think that, uh, I don't know, he, like, had, like, a lot of potential to do more, and I think that the series finale, once again, showed him a really good light. I honestly, like, if this was, like, what are the rankings of the series finale? I think these two would probably be at the top. Oh, definitely. But it's, yeah, it's so hard when you're taking into account the entire mm -hmm. season. Yeah. Uh, then I'm going to put Audrey here. One of my favorite characters, of course, but I honestly think that, uh, I like, I, I think that the, the things that were fun about her, they like didn't, they didn't do because she was having her hard season. Um, really, really disappointing that, she didn't have more time with Joey. I think that it was really disappointing that she wasn't in the series finale. So I think I put Audrey here. Then I'll put. It's so hard because it's like, what? We're going to put like Joey like here. I don't know. Because like the thing is, is that like she did work. Like I would love to put Dawson here, even though I like enjoyed his character a lot more than joey like he was not even in the fucking season barely so i'm gonna put dawson here like dawson okay. this is your punishment for thinking you're too good for dawson's yeah james Fuck you. Take that. yeah and then i'm gonna put joey here because all it's joey's the most annoying person in the galaxy but at, at, at least she stayed with the show and you get loyalty yeah. points, Josephine Potter. There and then Pacey on top because, I don't know, he finally, I don't know, he's Pacey. We we, we love Pacey when Pacey's good. I don't it's know. True. I just feel like it. This is this is so noncommittal. Like, honestly. But it's hard, though, because they all feel like they're on a pretty even playing field this season in their trashiness, yeah. not in how good they were. <laughs> but also, yeah. But, like, also, it's like, Pacey, you deserve to be here, but also you're kind of a fucking douche. Like, Joey, you deserve to be up here because you work so hard, but also you're the most annoying person that's ever lived. Like, you know, yeah. Dawson, you probably could have been higher because I really like you as a character throughout the whole series much more than everybody said that I would or that I could because honestly, I don't think Dawson's that bad at all, mm -hmm. but you think that you're too good for Dawson's Creek, so I punish you and you go three. There you go. Yeah, so uh, that's how I feel. Let's talk MVPs and LVPs. Yeah. Again, this is very difficult given like 
the fact that most people were not super great. I put Pacey because of what I said before in terms of them finding their way back to who Pacey is as a character. But really, it's no one. Like, no one had a stellar season. I, I just yeah. appreciated the, the glimmers and the sparks, especially in, like, Castaways and the very end with, with Pacey. So I put him as my MVP. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Jen and Jack at the series finale. <laughs> Because that could that be a thing? No, I don't think so. And then, of course, like, gosh, I love the Pacey and Joey moment in Castaways, but also mm-hmm. they were kind of annoying throughout the rest of the season. I don't know. Do I have a sleeper pick? Is there any sleeper picks? I mean, no, you told me everyone sucks. So. I'm everyone trying. Sucks. I'm trying here. Yeah. I'm just going to put. I'm going to be a, a copycat bitch and just put Pacey here, too. I think that's fair. Like, ultimately, he does have, in my opinion, like, the things that I remember the most about the season are, like, involve Pacey, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for LVP of the season, um, you know what? I'm going outside the box. I'm not picking a Creek Creep. And the reason is because I don't think it's really fair because there is someone beyond a Creek Creep who pissed me off way more. And no, it's not CJ, even though CJ fucking sucks ass. It's Eddie. Eddie, yeah. who is literally just like a teeny tiny copycat version of Pacey, who knows Joey has abandonment issues and abandons her fucking twice by leaving a teeny tiny little fucking note. Where's that stupid puffy vest everywhere? <laughs> I love Oliver Hudson, but I hate Eddie. So Eddie is getting my LVP of the season because he fucking sucks ass. Yeah, I hate that bottle of olive oil. He sucks. <laughs> Eddie's, Eddie definitely deserves to be there. Also, Emma. Emma's so annoying. She Emma wasted sucks. so much time. Oh, no. Fucking. Oh, Hudson and Hetson Harley. Sucks. Yeah, you could you could do a double dose. Why yeah, though, those are my LVP. Wasted my time. Wasted my life. Wasted my breath. Wasted everything. Yeah. Yeah. And Emma, too. I hated her, too. All those characters. All those characters. They, they all, all are trash. To- yeah, they all suck. Uh, yeah. Just oh, honestly, a waste of my time. Waste of space. Waste of air mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about some of our favorite episodes. So I unfortunately like in my opinion, there's only like four or five good episodes. And like, depending on if you count the finale as one or two, Mm -hmm. um, my number one with a bullet is castaways. Yeah. Big same. It's, it's some people's favorite episode of the entire series, which you understand because it is, it is a love song. It is an ode to the Jossie juice drinkers. Like it is like, here is everything you remember loving about Joey and Pacey. And it's been so long since they've been together and had these moments together. It stands out and it's, it's perfect. Like Sarah, this is, I feel like this episode is an argument for why sometimes it is a good thing to zoom in and focus the lens on one or two characters for an episode. Joey's episode is a reason not to do it (laughs) from last season. But this episode really shows like what it's like when you have two actors who have really excellent chemistry, when the show knows what it is, makes references to its past, you know what I mean? Knows its history, recognizes its history. Dawson's Creek sometimes is really, really good at that and sometimes really, really bad at that. And I think this is a really good example of times where they do a good job of recognizing the history of the show. I'm going to assume that you also have this at number one. Oh, absolutely. I loved this episode. I thought that it's just one of those episodes that I feel as though you can 
if I had the DVD box set, or I guess in this day and age, if I had HBO Max and I just wanted to watch a random episode of Dawson's Creek, I think that nine times out of ten, I would pick Castaways to watch, just because it's just it's just that girl. And yes. you can. Yeah. I feel like it's also one that works so well as like a one-off just to randomly watch it. You know what I mean? You don't necessarily yeah. need to have watched everything leading up to it to enjoy it. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this episode a lot. I think that it was fun. It was interesting. I think that it's just like, I don't know. It's just like one of those things where she's like, oh, we are totally, absolutely just spending the entire episode with two characters in one place. Um, and it was, it was just, it was really good. I loved this episode. Mm -hmm. I think the other obvious, obvious pick for both of us at a number two spot is the finale. I just put them both together. I do mm -hmm. think must come to an end is stronger than all good things, but I, yes. I also think they're I like, agree. you can't really separate them in a way. Um, yeah. I, I think I, gosh, I'm trying to think of like, I have certain series finales that stick out in my head as like the best of all time. Like, I feel like they wrap up the series in such an impeccable way. I have to say this is probably like a top 10 series finale for me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that it's higher than that. It's it's very self-referential. And in certain ways, it works for me. And in other ways, it's like very heavy-handed. Um, but ultimately, I think it's a very strong emotional finale. We spent three hours discussing these two episodes. So, like, obviously, if you want to hear our deep, deep, deep thoughts, go listen to that podcast. But ultimately, I think, like, they did a really excellent job. And I feel like it would not have been as good if they didn't bring Kevin Williamson back to write it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, as far as I know, they wouldn't even have this uh, two-part series without Kevin Williamson. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really, really great. I agree with you. I think it's one of my top five episodes of the season. Um, I, of course, I have so many critiques about it. However, I do think that the extended version kind of appeases some of my concerns or some of my complaints, not all of them, but um, I, I think that I don't know if I would put it as my number two, but I would definitely put it as my top five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's it's up there. And we'll, we're going to discuss that in a, in a later podcast. Yeah. Um, I um, also really enjoyed Clean and Sober, which is the episode where Dawson visits Audrey in rehab, but simultaneously, Pacey throws the party at the house and mm -hmm. they like break the TV and play. Oh, the was it Bertha or something? Uh, yeah, they the break the TV. It? There's the TV and there's spin the bottle and there's the like secret, like sleepy kiss between Pacey and Joey. That ending of that episode is really That good. was a great episode. And I, I thought that that could be a top five for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I put Joey Potter in the Cape Side Redemption, which is the like fake Whoa. finale. Because yeah. I did think... Like, again, it's not as good, obviously. If that was where the show ended, it would have been okay, but not nearly as memorable. However, I thought it did a good job at, like, wrapping up certain storylines. And so I did want to give it that credit, right? Like, Joey goes to Paris. That's, like, a big freaking deal. Like, Dawson mm -hmm. makes his movie. That's a big freaking deal. A lot of things, a lot of important things happen in that episode. So while I don't think it's the most fun, I do think it is, like, an important episode of Dawson's Creek. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, I also want to give like a little bit of a shout out to spider webs, which I feel like is such a random episode, but what, I mean, I love no doubt. 
And also, I think that the fight between Pacey and CJ was a lot of fun. And uh, I also love that, like, David and Jack had to be, like, the parents to be like, okay, like, let's bring these drunk bitches home. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that that was, like, kind of, like, a random standalone episode that at least in, like, got needs, like, a little bit of credit for being fun. Mm Mm-hmm. I put Merry Mayhem on my list, which is the Christmas episode where everyone convenes at Dawson's house, including Audrey, who is like and super drunk. Yes, yes. Audrey gets drunk. She spills all the tea and then she crashes Pacey's car into Dawson's house. It was just so messy that I felt like it had to be recognized on this list. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. It's really fun. Totally. And I think that we both enjoy ish yellow brick road goodbye yellow brick road yeah um, because i think that that's the episode where dawson and pacey get into their fight yeah exactly it's the one where like everyone returns to cape side and there is that huge fight and it's also where everyone finds out that grams is sick too so mm-hmm. it's just a really important episode and obviously an episode that like brings up old wounds and is is a necessary one so i just feel like again like the fact that i can really only name five episodes for me that are like big highlights in a freaking 23 episode season bit of a con about the season overall you know what i mean it's a slight against the season yeah totally totally um in terms of my least favorite episodes rock bottom is one that was like just so trashy where eddie and joey are taking audrey and freaking bob on a road trip to la to go (laughs) to rehab we're doing fart jokes in that episode what happened to us it's so bad like it's not funny like it's just it's just nothing you know what i mean it's just nothing i i don't know it didn't work for me it was boring and it's just not a great episode of television yeah i can see that uh god what else i mean like everything else pretty much there's there's not a ton of other there's not a ton of um a good ones like there's i had ego tripping at the gates of hell which is when um pacey goes to new orleans because i just felt like gosh that didn't work for me either that that specific storyline didn't work for me like this is also where audrey gets like super drunk and um joey and eddie are like off on some date or something it's just not an impressive episode like there's just i don't know they're just what did you think of living dead girl because i thought that that was one of the episodes where like we were both like what the fuck is happening that was the halloween episode at least it was kind of fun so like i think that if i was in a grumpier mood i would be like yeah that one fuck that one it was a waste of time but also it's like well at least it was a little bit interesting yeah there's a theme there's halloween it's fun i guess yeah it's Mm -hmm. fine again like that's the thing there are some that are like really trashy but then a lot of these episodes in my opinion are just okay you know what i mean they're just Mm -hmm. they're fine i guess yeah yeah i think anything that highly focused hudson and harley like episode 16 that was then bottom goes goes towards the bottom yeah um i think love lines was like really weird at times like i don't know just felt like an advertisement for love lines. (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i think that like the fact that we had an entire episode where joey potter got to be a hero in episode Mm -hmm. 22 like i don't love personally because i just think it's just like such a like 
I don't know, a love letter to the character Joey Potter, which I don't know why we do sometimes, but yeah, um, I do it a lot. Of course we do. Yeah. Yeah. She's the star. I think that like, I don't think that there's like one episode where I'm like, I hate my life for watching this episode, but there was just like a lot of episodes where I just felt very like meh. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like, what's worse, a terrible episode or an episode where you just feel completely apathetic towards it? I think completely I apathetic know. towards. Like, yeah. I, honestly, truly, I think that um, to to feel passionately about hating something is at least a little bit better than being like, well, whatever. Like, these things are like, whatever. Yeah. And I feel like that's how you and I are feeling about a lot of these episodes. It's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing where I'm like, fuck this episode is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I want to burn my eyes with acid. I mean, I know (laughs) it's a very strong reaction. I know. I don't know who would have that reaction towards an episode of Dawson's Creek, but Mm -hmm. somebody might. Um, It was, it's it's whatever. It's just whatever. Um, So yeah, that's, those are our least favorite episodes. Should we get into talking about the draft results? (laughs) it was it was scary it was dire times for team uh drums with three z's i was losing for most of the season i'm not gonna yeah but the thing is and this is where i think this is very funny is like i knew jen died of course yeah of course i knew jen died so i was like i can't draft her because that looks so fucking suspicious if Uh i draft her well if you okay i think that like if you drafted her first yeah, like that would have been a I just crime. felt icky about it though. You know what I mean? Like okay, I just felt so very icky about the whole thing. That you you absolutely have morals and values. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. I do have morals well, and values. Love to see it. So, <laughs> just just as a reminder, uh the breakdown was as such. Uh team drums with 3 Zs was mm-hmm. Joey, Jen, Audrey, emma and cj CJ. yeah Mm -hmm. yes um while team andy's angels was dawson pacey jack grams and gail right so um gosh if grams died you would have gotten some serious grams points i would have you would have have. but you know Mm. so okay so like the majority of the season like you were working uh, you were winning i mean once again the issue is that we need ideally one of us would get in complete pair so like anytime right i got points you got points even i mean cj and jen i got some good points from them because they were a couple right like we like couples because then we get kisses the issue is that jen's a fucking prude and cj sucks and they didn't kiss for like most of the yeah and you had joey who's a big point getter but i had dawson and pacey who exactly which are even sore so uh, there was times one of us had eddie so yeah i mean there was times where like you had like 75 points ahead of me or 100 points ahead of me it was closer than i would like to admit but i would say that i did ultimately like edge out yeah by like 35 points or something yeah because i got like 300 and like 29 points and you got 290 whatever points and that makes sense because again like the death gives you 50 points alone so like that's a huge get losing virginity which 
I don't. Nobody did. Nobody lost. That's twenty five no. points. But sex is fifteen. Hospital is ten. Jen's in the fucking hospital for like the entire last two. Yeah, Grimms didn't even make it to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's fine. Honestly, I think the draft is going to be a little bit more consequential and more fun with our next show because we're both going in so blind yeah. that it'll be really interesting to be able to draft. Um, yeah. if we continue this draft, it'll be interesting to draft. Mm-hmm new characters that we have absolutely no idea what is going to happen yeah. to them so what when does my chicken dinner come is that what i agreed to as a chicken dinner <laughs> no i'm just being stupid oh i was winner, like winner, i don't remember that winner okay. winner chicken dinner oh okay i see yeah. i see yeah. <laughs> well congratulations to team drums with three z's three, three z's you nailed yeah. it Thank you. I'm so proud of myself. Do we remember? Is that all of my accomplishments? Do we remember what the score is overall? Because I honestly do not. As to like who's won how many times, I don't remember. Yeah, I can pull that up, but we're not going to talk about it until our series wrap up. Oh, that's a good idea. That'll be for next podcast. Yeah, yeah. So I can tell you all about that um very very soon and maybe i'll do should we do total points do you think yeah that'll be fun let's do okay. that fabulous um let's talk about the predictions that you had made for season six and how accurate they were i gotta say very impressive sarah overall you nailed a lot of this am i a little genius you might be uh what's the who's nostromus i'm nostradamus you know nostradamus yes. now okay i have told you about the times where i had visions and dreams <laughs> Are you saying you had visions and dreams about Dawson's Creek? No, I'm saying that once I predicted that my friend had chlamydia in a dream and it came true. That's so unfortunate for your friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, so if you have chlamydia, I'll let you know. I don't think I will, but thank you. Um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> if I have chlamydia, I have big questions. Um. Okay, so your first prediction was Pacey and Joey are endgame, which ring that bell, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, where's our bell? Do we have a bell? I don't have a bell. Okay, Um, well, well, well. I do have a bell, but it's not in this room, so I don't have a No bells. There you go. Um, uh, Next prediction, Grams will get married to Cliff. No. (laughs) Well, you don't have to (laughs) eh me. (laughs) Oh, so you want the bell dinging, but you don't want the ant noise? Yeah, I'm only about positive reinforcement. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so that didn't happen, and we're both disappointed in that, so it's fine. Uh, Dawson moves to California permanently by the end of the season to make movies. Ding, 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 we have a winner. He's in TV. Not to give myself (sighs) I feel like you get a half a point, though. Okay, what about three quarters of a point? Three quarters of a point. We're not keeping score, so that's okay. got the gist of it though like yeah. this is this is correct yeah um joey's career is journalist or writer and that is correct that kind of correct i mean she's an editor but. i mean co- that feels enough uh, that's enough yeah, yeah you get the full points i think for that. okay now this next one i feel like i want to fight you a little bit but go forward yeah audrey and pacey break up by episode five because of too many differences they broke up on episode six but okay jessica (laughs) i'm just saying if you want to like you said by episode five that's not true episode six though it's close enough i said it was very close okay in my notes you can see it says so close exclamation i know but i kind of want like a a highlight for that one too i'll gonna give you like a different color highlight okay i'll take it i'll take it that's not what i meant to do anyway (laughs) um okay moving on uh audrey continues to be a light which i remember you saying like she's like a light on the show she's so funny and effervescent i don't feel like she had that this season (laughs) 
yeah. it's a bit of a downer for Audrey, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, one singular Andy appearance in the last episode. Ding, ding, ding. We have a that winner have if been... you watched the extended cut. <laughs> yeah, that might have been like a not a very good prediction because I think I was just told that. In some I think capacity. you were told that, but that's okay. It's, it's fine. fine. Yeah. You remembered it, which points for good memory. Yeah. Uh, Jack will get a boyfriend and he, and he will break up with Eric by episode five. Mm-hmm. This is correct. Yeah. And yep. he, he did. And he got a new boyfriend. Love boyfriend. Uh, after college, Jack moves to a city, New York City, London, California, or move with Jen? Question mark. Hey, New York City with Jen. That's like, yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. You nailed that one. Uh, unfortunately, this next prediction is so off base, but that's okay. Uh, Jen will continue the radio show and find true love. Producer shit on her like usual. She really wasn't on the radio show at all this season. And she, no, she didn't find true love, but she did have a baby. She did. She got fired from the radio show, actually. But the producers yeah. do continue to shit on her. Kinda. I mean, they can't shit on her because she got shit canned. <laughs> Woof. Yep. Um, next prediction is Gail remarries. Indeed, she did to who cares? We don't know his name. Yeah. Dude. It doesn't matter some guy dude man yeah yeah uh this next one was more of a hope than an actual prediction i think where it, was it was a hope PC- and a dream yeah pc gets true love too fingers crossed <laughs> did who wrote fingers crossed I, I did because you said it i literally most of these i wrote down verbatim when you were saying them got so it yeah you're like fingers crossed he gets true love too uh, unfortunately yeah. no again i really really think like can you imagine okay i know how we ended the show with like pc and joey on the couch and they called Dawson after they watched the show blah 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 couldn't they not have had a little scene of like Joey and PC going on a little boat together and it's named true love too. We Come can't on. have good things. We can't. They, they're they like, you can't have so much. Stop being so greedy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm being greedy, but that's fine. Uh, next one. You said PC finds passion and maybe goes to school for business. Maybe starts a business. He opens his own restaurant. I'm oh, that's that as true. And yeah. he, he's definitely in business uh, finance kind of a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he did He did take tests for the stockbroker stuff. But yeah. I would say, like, starting a business is opening your own restaurant. Like, that is that is definitely a point getter, in my opinion. Yeah, didn't he take, like, the Series 7 or whatever? I don't know we were talking were about that. It was like, yeah, it was like a T89 calculator situation. I don't know. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else did I predict? You I said time jump at the very, at, the, at least at the very last episode, oh, which true. was correct. Yeah, There was a time jump. Uh, and you also said it's going to be a sloppy mess of a season, which I counted as correct because it was a sloppy mess yeah, of a season. Yeah, I mean, season. totally. I mean, maybe more of an opinion than a fact, but still. I mean, I feel like pretty – I mean, if I think that – I haven't looked like a ton all over the internet. I think most people regard this as one of the worst seasons, in which case I would count it as pretty sloppy. The writing yeah. felt sloppy. The characters didn't always do what we expected them to uh, in a way that felt untrue to their characters. So to me, that equals pretty sloppy season. Um, yeah. So overall, I mean, you nailed the prediction game. You only got one, two, three, four and a half ish things wrong. Go overall. me. I love, I love it. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, like call it predictable. Call me Notre Dame. Let me know if you have any concerns about your genital health. Um, and <laughs> go me. Wonderful. Um, let's talk about the overall season rankings. Yeah. Uh, as a reminder, before this season, my rankings were seasons uh, going from top to bottom. Season two, season three, season one, season five, and season four. Yeah. Those were my rankings before going in. Your rankings were similar, but a little different. Two, three, five, four, one. 
one at the bottom. Yeah. And one is a little difficult because it doesn't have as many episodes, but whatever. Um, this season, I thought about this a lot because, I, you know, obviously we're working off of our own memories of like how we felt about some of the, these seasons. It's been a while since we've seen them. But to me, beyond the series finale, which is phenomenal, and the Kmart episode, Castaways, there's really not a ton to like love about this season. I have it in last place. I don't think it's very strong. I feel like they basically like, I don't know, uh, tread water for like most of the season. Like the beginning, it's like, oh my God, Dawson and Joey slept together. But then it's like the middle part. It's just like, bleh. Yeah. And then it has high highs at the end. And that's basically it. So I put it in last place because I think that's where it belongs. Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense. For me, my rankings were two, three, five, four, one. And then ultimately, I do think that six is going to be at the bottom. I have a little bit of an issue of six, like one not being at the bottom just because it's the least that we worked with. And like some of it was so cheese, but it's nostalgic. And I think it gets the nostalgia bump for me anyway, because I was excited. It was like exciting. It was like our first look at Dawson's Creek. And I think that um, ultimately I think that it deserves like a decent spot. So I'll put six at the bottom as well. Um, Our biggest difference is that like I'm higher on season five than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm lower on season one than you are. Maybe you yeah. have the nostalgia bump as well. I had I had the nostalgia bump, and I also had a very tough time transitioning away from the creek into the college setting. Mm-hmm. That to me was like a really drastic change in the show, and the vibes were a little off for a little bit, which is why I have five so low. Um, but overall, like I I love the show. Like I think it's so fun. I had such a wonderful time covering it. We're gonna do a lot more of this kind of chat next episode when we talk about the entire series but i i just don't think season six is that strong it felt like they were really floundering for material at times and that like i said they were just kind of waiting for the end to get the people together that they wanted to get together um versus actually thinking about what they were doing every episode you know i do know i do know so that's where we stand on season six. Uh, next podcast, we're going to be talking through the entire series as a whole. Maybe I'll pull up some stats in terms of um, like who had the best character rankings overall, who had the worst, who got the most LVPs, MVPs. Maybe we'll do some of stat talk as well. That's um, fun. Yeah, I think that would be I think that would be a good time. Um, but then of course, like we said, so next week we'll be back with the the series or series as a whole conversation. And then after that, we're going to do top 10 episodes, bottom five episodes. Um, and then we're probably going to do one more podcast where we rewatch the pilot. And I know we want to talk about the reunion. So we still have to decide if we're going to do that as a separate podcast or we might combine it with the pilot episode. If yeah. we feel like we don't have, have as much to talk about. Strong opinion. Maybe I'll put up a poll and see what people think. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, we may have uh we may have some feedback so give me one second here while i see if uh if this is related to the the final wrap-up podcast we'll see what up though ladies all right so here's my question for this week jess has said many times that pacey and joey's chemistry is like so good I never buy into that because I just feel like Joshua Jackson has such good chemistry with everyone. And it's like, 
Jossie was only together in like season two and then not again to like season six. So it's like, I mean, it wasn't that long of a time that they were like an actual like good couple. And like, I always say all the stuff that we love about them, we didn't even see it happened on a boat and it's just in our brains. But my question is like, I, I would say it's shown out that Michelle Williams is like the best actress from the show. Mm-hmm. Then it's probably Joshua Jackson, and then it's James mm-hmm. Vanderbeek, and then Katie Holmes. I don't know if everyone agrees with that, but I think that's the list. Or maybe Katie and James Vanderbeek are switched, but they're still below Michelle Williams and Joshua Jackson. So it's just like, mm-hmm. is Jossie that good, or is it just that Joshua Jackson is that good of an actor? that he can make him and Joey so believable. Cause like, I've never bought it. And I just think it's like a Pacey thing. Cause Pacey has great chemistry with everyone. Like that he like dated on the show. I feel like, like even Miss Jacobs, we just don't like her because it's wrong. Like her chemistry is better than Joey and his. I know you're going to say I'm wrong, but I tried. I don't this disagree. I don't I mean, disagree because I do think that Joshua Jackson brings um I do think that Joshua Jackson brings a certain amount of chemistry and passion to the character of Pacey um and I think that he's a really great actor. So I think that put him in a scene with whomever and I think that I'm going to ultimately enjoy it like i think that i've seen that in other shows that he's been in uh he's just like a compelling actor uh as well as michelle williams of course but i do think that um people have a love for joey and pacey that is goes beyond the talents of joshua jackson yeah, I mean, I would agree with DBK's breakdown of, like, Michelle Williams at the top, then Joshua Jackson, then James Vanderbeek, and then Katie Holmes in terms of acting ability. Um, but I, I I do think the chemistry between Katie Holmes and Joshua Jackson is undeniable. Like, I, I think both can, things can be true. I think Joshua Jackson does elevate because he's, like, has such a good um, ability to be very passionate in his scenes. I think he elevates anyone he's partnered with. But I also think that Katie Holmes and him have really good chemistry. And so that elevates it as well. Um, And I think that is a big reason why people love Jossie is because of the chemistry they have. Because when you compare it to anybody else that Katie Holmes has a romantic entanglement with on the show, it's just no comparison. Um, But like... I, again, because like Dawson and Joey, right? Like, I don't feel like they have great chemistry, but like Dawson and Jen, we thought they had great chemistry. And again, probably in large part due to Michelle Williams. So I don't think he's incorrect, except for the fact that um, the Tammy stuff, I, I don't, I mean, that was a long time ago, uh, obviously in season one when we covered it, but like, I don't remember thinking like, wow, they have great, great, great chemistry. If only they weren't like super inappropriate for each other. <laughs> um, I don't remember thinking that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. If only if it was a little less rapey, they would be great. There you go. Um, so yeah, but 
thank you everybody for for sending in your feedback of course we are not done covering the show yet so if you still have anything else you want to say on it please uh, send in a voicemail send in an email send in a note to us however you want to do it uh we are at shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram shit 90s pod.com you could go on to send us a voicemail and we're also uh you can email us shit 90s pod at gmail.com um anything else you want to say on season six sarah before we leave today to come back and talk about the entire series no just that it wasn't that bad and it wasn't that good there you go sarah said it here first it wasn't that bad it wasn't that good it was just meh it was just fine just fine uh so we will be back next week to talk about the entire series uh don't forget we are also covering freaks and geeks so if you want to go listen to that coverage you certainly can uh we're putting out two episodes at a time besides the premiere and the finale those are going to be on their own but we've been having a ton of fun with that and i think those it's really interesting to see busy phillips in like such a different role than audrey um that yeah. has been particularly fascinating for yeah me. that's been a lot of fun mm-hmm um, you can find me at the Jess Sterling. I'm covering a bunch of stuff on Posture Recaps. I'm covering Billions. Uh, community is wrapping up. The after party is over. I'm going to be covering sex education. Very. We have a couple preseason podcasts already out, but season four is coming up very soon. Uh, anything else that you want to plug, Sarah, before we get on out of here? I would just like to plug the One Indescribable podcast. Mm-hmm. With I wonder why you would like Todd, to Lindy, and Adam. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Great. I've guessed it on that multiple times. It's a really fun podcast. Yeah. Check it out. And the host, Adam. Oh, my God. It's just the most amazing man that mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Okay. Lovely. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to leave. You can catch us, like we said before, at Shenanigans Pod Twitter and Instagram. Hit us up. Uh, and then very soon, uh, if, if you didn't already know, if somehow you've missed the announcement, all this time we're gonna be covering felicity soon um obviously after we're done with dawson's creek we're not done we got, we got a lot going on um so get excited for that and let us know like you're gonna be sending in feedback for felicity and let us know you're gonna watch along with us because we're really excited about it but don't spoil us because we haven't seen it yet um that's everything uh we will talk to you all next week to talk about the entire series of dawson's creek until then everybody have a good one Just bye shows taught me Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.